Welcome into another edition of the Huskies and the Pros podcast. I'm Brian Dossler, as usual, but today we have a very special guest as the one and only Jack Simone, writer for the Bulls Wire, the Spurs Wire, the Celtics blog, also co-host of How About Them Celtics podcast with the Bulls Wire here. Jack is is a draw here because we're going to talk a lot of Adama Sanogo, who signed with the Bulls, but appreciate you coming on the show today. Yeah, of course. Thank you for having me. Always happy to talk hoops. So when Sonogo was for, when the Bulls first got Sonogo, he wasn't drafted. Unfortunately for us Husky fans, we were hoping he was going to get drafted. He was a late second round to mm-hmm. undrafted, so not totally surprised that he didn't get drafted. But when Chicago got Sonogo, the Final Four's most outstanding player, what was your first reaction to that news? Yeah, so actually for the How About Them Celtics podcast, when we were first like early the summer looking at oh Celtics still have the thirty fifth pick at the time, we brought up Sonogo as like okay, this wouldn't be bad. Uh, I, I think this was, I can't remember if this was pre or post Porzingis trade. I think it was as the rumblings were happening, we're like, okay, if Sonogo was an option, you bring him in as sort of a developmental guy behind those guys. And then when the Bulls got him, I thought it was intriguing because again, at the time you didn't know what direction the Bulls were going to go in. There was some like, should they rebuild? Should they start over? And obviously if that was the chance, then Sonogo probably would have gotten a bit more run. But now it's sort of looking like you've got Vooch, you've got Drummond in place, and Marco Simonovic is gone. He never stuck with Chicago. So is Sonogo that sort of third guy? He's a two-way player, so you have to assume he's going to get a lot of run in the G League with the Windy City Bulls. But at the same time, like, there's not, like, you look at the Bulls roster, there's no real go-to with the third big spot. Like, it's, it's a lot of wings. They got a lot of forwards. They got, like, some athletic guys who could probably play small ball five if that's what you want to run. But right now, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to double-check just so I don't, you know, get it wrong. <laughs> but, yeah, it's it's Vucevic, Drummond, and then they have Sonogo. There's no really other bigs on the roster. So unless those guys play 30 and 26 minutes every night, he could actually have some chances to play on the Bulls too. So I thought it was a good signing. Uh, obviously, he's a hustle guy. He played pretty well in summer league, and I know we'll get into that. But it just seems like you bring some winning onto the roster. Obviously, they're coming off a national championship for a Chicago team that realistically probably going to be just looking to get into the play in there. And with the amount of teams competing in the East, that might even be like a goal for them rather than a guarantee. Uh, it just seemed like a good upside move. Get him in the locker room. You know, get a guy who who knows winning. Uh, who can impact, you know, uh, the game down low. I thought it was solid. Again, he was somebody I, I said the Celtics should have gone after, and I was also surprised he didn't go. He went undrafted like some of these other uh, multi-year college bigs like uh, Trace Jackson Davis too. So it was weird, but yeah. good for the Bulls. <laughs> Oscar Shibway didn't get drafted. Luca Garza was, was a second the route, was a second round pick a couple of years ago. He was player yep. of the year. Um, but I think what Husky fans really want to know is how does the Damasunogo fit on an NBA roster? He's listed at 6'9", 6'10". Not a you know biggest shot blocker. He only shot one three pointer coming into his junior year. Then he took fifty two and made thirty six percent. So he's kind of that tweener because again, there just isn't traditional bigs, and that's what he is. He is a back to the basket kind of guy, post moves. Uh, so how can he fit in in the just not maybe the Bulls, but the NBA as a whole? Yeah, I feel like 
you're seeing more undersized bigs find the roles like obviously but they have to have a niche right like you see robert williams he's not that tall but he has ridiculous athleticism that's not really sonogo i I think something you could maybe see is he's got to lean into the hustle because he he, in summer league he's pretty good on the glass he's a solid enough rebounder like he's He's trying down there. He's fighting at the very least. He doesn't have the size to to compete with some of the you know the top rebounders in the league, but he's fighting down there. And if he can cause you know havoc at least on the offensive glass a little bit, that's where he can have an impact. Uh, I think if he can he can nail the pick and roll, set hard screens. He's a big body, regardless of the lack of height. If, if that's mm-hmm. if he can do that for the Bulls, that's solid as well. I, I look at Brandon Clark. Obviously, is more athletic than Sonogo, but if he, obviously an undersized guy. The athleticism is the one place you can have, but if Sonogo can just hustle on the glass and play the pick and roll solid, I really think there's being a traditional big in the NBA, I think has gotten to the point where it's a little underrated. Like these are also not perfect examples because they're taller than Sonogo, but you look at like Jock Lawndale and Drew Eubanks, neither of them necessarily are great three point shooters. They just play the pick and roll. Well, they get rebounds and, and they're just solid rotational bigs. I think if Sonogo can lean into the, I'm just going to set hard screens, hustle on the glass and do my best to battle in the post on defense. I I really think teams try too hard to, we need somebody who can shoot threes. We need somebody who can block a ton of shots. Mm -hmm. If Sonogo could just give them quality hustle minutes, I I don't see a reason why he can't survive in the NBA. I think teams are trying too hard to find that special. We need this niche talent. Hustle guys get minutes. If you try as, as silly, we say this on our Celtics podcast all the time. Effort is the bare minimum, but you'd be surprised how many players focus on skill over just effort. And if Sonogo can bring effort, set hard screens, and fat in the glass, I, I don't see a reason why he can't find a place in the NBA uh, in that sort of role. He can certainly do that. When he got more minutes as his UConn career went along, uh, he just kind of scored and got more rebounds as well. Mm-hmm. One thing that stuck out in Summer League, Jack, was he shot 65.7% from the field. Now, obviously, a lot of those are bunnies. Those are those are dunks. Mm-hmm. Uh, shot a high percentage at UConn, but still, it's it's. I think that's still a good sign that he's finishing around the rim because he's got to be creative around the rim. Like you yeah. mentioned, that he's not super athletic, so he's not going to dunk on you. Uh, so he's kind of got to get crafty in other ways around the rim. Definitely, and I, I think that bodes well for him, especially if he's not going to be taking a ton of threes, which just doesn't seem like he he will be or should be. Um, if he, I, I think the percentage comes from. If he's getting offensive rebounds, you look for the putback. And if he's strong enough to get those up quick enough, then he should be fine. But I also think a lot of that comes from the pick and roll. If he can set hard screens and and get the defenders to switch, he will either open up space for a Zach Levine or a Javon Carter, whoever has the ball in their hands, or he'll just be open. Or And, and the thing, if you really want to go a step further, if he is able to do that and then also make an extra pass to the corner if somebody helps over, like if he can just do all the small things, he has the frame to be a fine role player in the NBA at the very least. Right. Like I I don't think he has the skill set or the anything. He's not going to be a star or anything, but that's fine. Right. right? If he can just lean into doing all the little things, especially for a team like the bulls, where like realistically, I mean, what's the ceiling on the bulls? Like that, we don't have to get into that, but like (laughs) they're not, they're not exactly competing for a championship. Like, I think learning from a guy like Andre Drummond would be good for Adama Sanogo. Andre Drummond, obviously 
started his career as he earned a max contract. He talked about this in a clip that went viral. I was talking to a bunch of uh, kids at a youth tournament, I think. And he was like, I went from a max contract complaining when I wouldn't get minutes to now I'm on a minimum. And you look at him now, he's just a solid rebounder who sets good screens and fights in the post. He's not even that great offensively in the post. He just sets screens, gets buckets out of the pick and roll and hits the offensive glass hard. I think if Adama Sonogo can lean into those things that Drummond does well, he could be a fine role player. And I, I really think he could actually get some minutes for the Bulls. I'm not saying he's going to play 20 minutes a night, but like I said, Vucevic and Drummond aren't going to play every night. Um, or excuse me, they're not going to play the whole game every night. They both right. aren't very injury prone, but I, I think there could be some role for him on the Bulls. Let me ask you about Drummond, because he's also a former Husky, played one year at UConn. So that'd be cool for, for UConn Twitter to have Drummond yeah, and Sonogo in, in the same front court there. What just, I mean, like, Part of what I do for my Twitter is I just post everyone's points, rebounds, kind of from the night before for NBA, for WNBA. And it just felt like every time Drummond played, he would score like eight points, four for five from the field, six, like six, eight rebounds in 15 minutes. I don't know. Like what it just looking at the box scores at stat sheet, it looks like he was playing well. Was was his defense just not, is it not there anymore? Like kind of what has been the decline of, of Andre Drummond? I think his you're not like at his peak, right? You look at his stats. I have his basketball reference up. He like, he's averaging 15.16 rebounds and that's fine. Right. That's great. But the limitations of Andre Drummond are he'll give you like at his peak again, he's averaging 1.9 steals, 1.6 blocks, 2.0 steals, 1.7 blocks. But it's just with the way the NBA is going with how many talented centers there are, like he can stick with Jokic in the post, but as soon as Jokic breaks out, behind the back yeah. and dribble dribble like yeah. Andre Drummond's a fine he's player used, but yeah. he's kind of like we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna stick there he, he's so stiff right. he's so he's super strong but he's not like at the same time Joel Embiid probably gonna get through him a little bit right like he, he's not that strong like he's right. the perfect level of strong where he can give you what he played last year for Chicago he played like uh 13 minutes off the bench like he's a fine role-playing center and I I think his peak was great and he's a phenomenal rebounder but like it's not like those piston teams were exactly making the playoffs right. when he was doing right. that. So I think he, the, the, the quote unquote decline of Andre Drummond was less. He got worse and it was more the NBA changed around him in the sense that he's just not like back to the basket centers. Like even Sonogo, like him and Drummond would be playing 30 minutes a night in the eighties or nineties. Right. Like that's right. just how it was back yeah. then. Yeah. And, and it, it's just not the same. He's a fine player. Uh, he averaged six points, six and a half rebounds last season, and he'll probably do something similar this year in Chicago. There's just not a huge market for the super stiff bigs. Like even you look at Londale and, and Eubanks, they probably got a little bit more athleticism to them where they can at least get up or they're a little taller or they're a little longer so they can defend the pick and roll a little bit better. They have a bit more foot speed. Like Dr- Drummond's not able to switch and he's also not as great positionally to keep up with the post bigs. Like he he's, he's good for the rebounds. He's good for the pick and roll, but out defensively he's just positionally he's not the best. And so I, I think if Sonogo can learn from that, position himself well on defense, which he did, I think he did a good job in summer league. Uh, obviously it's very different than in the NBA, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> um, take the hustle from Drummond, take the rebounding from Drummond and the pick the the screening and then improve in terms of positioning himself defensively. I think that's where he can learn, but I, I just think the NBA changed too much around Drummond and he's just not quick enough to keep up um, even at his size and with his strength and rebounding. Jack Simone from the Bulls wire, Spurs wire, Celtics blog, joining us here on uh, Huskies and the pros podcast. 
what does Sonogo have to do to fit into a Billy Donovan system? Maybe you already kind of mentioned it, but uh, it's just it's it's interesting that you bring up the depth, kind of the lack of depth in the Bulls. That, yeah, that kind of gets us exciting. Um, so how does he fit into a Billy Donovan system? Yeah, so it, it's weird. The Bulls weren't a great offensive team last year, but they were actually a really solid defense, especially down the stretch when they went. I think it was thirteen and nine with Pat Bev. He loves to throw out that number, saying how he impacted winning, which he did. There's, I yeah. can't deny it. it's just numbers. Funny yeah, yeah, always the number he throws out. But um, defensively, if he can be solid on that end, I think that's the big thing. There was an article put up by Bleacher Report. I can't remember who wrote it, so apologies for that. But it was basically saying the biggest missing link on the bulls team right now is rim protection, right? You look at their big men. Vucevic is a fine positional defender. He's big enough. And he's, he's actually probably a little bit better than most people give him credit for, but he's not blocking shots. He's not protecting the rim. Right. He'll bang in the post a little bit, but he's just not that guy. Same goes for Drummond who we just talked about. And Sonogo is a bit undersized. And so he's not going to block a ton of shots. Uh, I think he actually finished. I don't know if he averaged like one shop uh, or excuse me, block a game in summer league, something he looked okay defensively yeah. down there, but <clears throat> he's never going to be an amazing shot blocker. So for him, I think it's just positionally being sound, like defending the pick and roll, not dropping back too much, but not, you know, moving up enough where you're going to get blown by finding his spots where he can be most comfortable on the defensive end will help him fit in with Billy Donovan on that. And then offensively, he's not shooting threes. The bulls need three point shooters. And I think that's something they're going to change next year because they were terrible shooting the three last year they took under 30 a game which was the only team to do that and they didn't shoot it well enough where that was okay um shot like around league average i think maybe a little worse so sonoga's not going to help them in that area so if he can even going I, i've talked a lot about screening because i think that's a big part of what he can do well because he's not the tallest guy but he has a big body so he can he can set hard screens even if that's setting off ball screens for tory craig for 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 uh patrick williams getting these guys open on the three-point line like being active in the offense without having to have the ball or being directly a part of the on-ball play, I think will be huge for Adama Sonogo. Um, and then just, I mean, you're going to have Zach Levine with the ball in his hand. You're going to have DeRozan with the ball in his hand. They're going to be, you know, dribbling the top of the key, set them a screen, and then pass that. DeRozan's taking a lot of mid-range shots. Fight down low. Grab an offensive rebound. Yeah. Impact the game. Give the Bulls second chances. Again, as I said, all the little things are going to be what matters for Adama uh, Sonogo in the, in the league, especially with the Bulls. If he can find a way to impact winning, I, I think he'll be fine. And realistically, Andre Drummond's a fine player, but I'm not saying Sonogo's going to come out there and be better than him from day one. But if I'm the Bulls, I'm looking at any possible way I can be better. And Drummond is not good enough where you can sit and say, there's zero chance right. Sonogo earns minutes over him. So if if he works hard enough and he plays well in the G League, working on all those little things and hustling, like, I, I again without a third string pick on the roster, which is crazy that they don't it's even know crazy. The roster. Yeah. Uh there there's a pathway, I, I think, truly for Sonogo. How have two way players been with the Bulls? Meaning like the the better mm-hmm. two way players or just the G League players in general, have they kind of the better players, have they kind of has it transpired to the to the Bulls or to another NBA team? Kind of like has do the Bulls kind of I don't know if believes the word, but do they kind of use those players and and like if meaning if Sunogo plays that well, will he get a fair shot, mm. I guess? So no. <laughs> not not <laughs> not to the second question. The second question, if he plays well, he should get a shot. But the Bulls do not have a good history with two-way players. And I don't know if it, that is their Ivor talent or or the players not panning out. But I, I was looking before this because he had me curious. Their two-way players this past year were 
Terry Taylor and Justin Lewis and Justin Lewis got hurt to start the season. So they didn't fill that spot. Terry Taylor, uh, probably a decent comparison uh, in the sense that he's just a hustle guy who fights in glass, definitely shorter than Sonogo. Sonogo is six, nine, six, eight yeah, yep. around there. So uh, Terry Taylor, six, five. So definitely not the same, but short mm-hmm. hustle guy. Um, year before that bulls had, uh, excuse me, Tyler cook and Malcolm Hill. So, Take yep. that for what you will. Uh, <laughs> year before that, uh, Devin Dotson and Adam Makoka. Again, take that for what you will. Uh, and then scrolling through the rest here, uh, Makoka and Max Struess. Max Struess is the most interesting one, but he played three games with the Bulls before tearing his ACL. So, like, that has an asterisk next to it because he didn't really, he wasn't really a two-way guy really, with the Bulls because yeah. he never got the chance. And then you've got Raul Alkins and Brandon Sampson and... Antonio Blakenley and Ryan Archer Diakono. So those last two are probably your best. And considering the ceiling is Ryan Archer Diakono, two-way players haven't exactly fared too super well in <laughs> Chicago. That being said, there is a space for improvement in the G League. Like Marcus Simonovic had a pretty good season in the G League this past year, but he just couldn't crack the rotation in the big leagues. Then there's uh I'm blanking Javon Freeman Liberty, who just had a great summer league sign with the Raptors, didn't get a chance with the Bulls. There are, are some how, question how did, marks. How do they not retain him? I truly do not understand it. I it, mean, it, he it, was he was the top player in the summer league. Mm-hmm. Stuff came out like I think once they re-signed Io Desunmu, they decided like or he decided that there's more opportunity in Toronto, so he signed there instead because like they only they have Dennis Schroeder, Malachi Flynn, and then no point guards because they lost Fred Van Fleet and they were running thin at point guard with Fred Van Fleet. So Freeman Liberty could actually get minutes in Toronto. Meanwhile, behind like. Alex Caruso, Kobe White, Javon Carter. Like, you're just not going to find a ton of minutes in Chicago or a pathway for it. And they filled their third two-way spot with uh, uh, Onur Lapatim is a Turkish guy. So they, there's just – unless they gave him a standard contract, he's probably not going to get minutes at the point guard. Right. Uh, and I didn't even say to soon move, even though I mentioned him. So there wasn't a ton of opportunity there. So I don't know how they didn't retain him. Yeah, that, was, that, was, that was a little bizarre. <laughs> crazy. And the only thing I'll say about Sonogo potentially not being able to earn minutes is – the Bulls are clearly trying to win, and Billy Donovan is not as drastic as a Tom Thibodeau, but you do see the, okay, I'm going to play the vets, I'm going to play who's going to win, I'm going to play this. And so I, I question whether or not there will be that hesitancy to give him those chances to play. But I don't think the gap would be that far. I, I am a big play the guys that will help you win, even if they're younger guys. So like on the Knicks, like, Obi Toppin should have got more minutes. Emmanuel quickly should have got more minutes. Like that was my whole thing. So if Sonogo is playing well and Drummond is struggling, I think you got to give him that chance. But I question whether or not the Bulls and Billy Donovan would, would do that. And again, their history of two-way players and stuff like right. that doesn't. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's interesting though. I, that was just something that I kind of thought of was just like, cause other like the Warriors, I think like they've been great with that. Like other teams. Yep. I mean, it's, too. yep. It's, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I mean, it's, it's their farm system essentially. And, uh, yeah, because I, I saw those same names you mentioned. I was just like, yeah, yeah, not not the biggest uh, biggest names there. What does Snogo have to do? What's Snogo going to do from now until the start of the G League season uh, for, the, for the Windy City Bulls? Yeah, I think it's just staying in the gym, learning from the pros. I know DeMar DeRozan had some young guys out. I think it was California to work out with him. Uh, and someone asked him, like, oh, who's out there? He goes, if you're under 24, you're working. You're working with me in the gym this summer. So I assume Sonogo got in on that. Um, but really, it's just 
staying healthy, staying ready, you know, keeping up with the team, developing that chemistry. I think that might be the most underrated thing, just getting to know the guys, staying around them, working out with DeRozan, working out with whoever's available, uh, and just, you know, keeping up, right? Like, realistically, the offseason should be a time to relax for players that have been in the league. And as much as you're a rookie and you'd be like, oh, I'm ready to go, I'm ready to go, I just got drafted or I just got signed in the case of Sonogo, like, there's only so much you can do. So I think just taking the summer to take it all in, get ready for training camp in October, make establishing good relationships with Billy Donovan, which with the coaching staff, with his teammates, uh, and then just like getting in the same work he always does on the court, maybe a little more if you really want to go the extra mile, but like just really taking the summer, take it all in, get ready for the season. Um, Cause like I said, if he works hard enough, I truly don't think the gap is, is huge enough. Like, the Bulls don't have a good enough center rotation where there's absolutely no chance he gets minutes. So stay ready is basically what I'll say. Get you out on this. Uh, when you think of UConn basketball, what player comes to mind as, as a Husky? <laughs> oh man. I mean, Kemba's the obvious, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. As a Celtics guy, but it's funny. We're talking about Kemba too. Shabazz Napier is another one. who is oh, just man. electric. Yeah. Just, uh, come on. Yep. It's so sick. <clears throat> so that's another good one. Oh, Jeremy Lamb, obviously, you look down the line. Mm-hmm. Kemba's the obvious one. I mean, that that March Madness moment over Pittsburgh, and it's funny, the Celtics guy, he hit it against Brad Wanamaker, too. Brad Wanamaker, well. yeah. So that's and then that's they were, too, and the, so. Yeah, that's right. They were teammates for a year or two. Yeah. Yeah, so I, you you, you got to go Kemba. Kemba has to be the most common answer you get, right? <laughs> yeah, it's – it's mm-hmm. uh, he's also fairly recent. A couple of Ray Allens, too. Uh, Ray Allen, good one. Yeah, good one. Oh, man. I'm trying to think of the most obscure one I can think of. This is like a test. Oof. I don't know college, but what? Oh, man, yeah, uh, I, I don't know. Charlie Villanueva. That's a good one. Josh wow. Boone. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man. Yeah, they're. Yeah. Charlie had oh. Villanueva had a pretty like both those guys had pretty good uh, NBA careers. Villanueva mm-hmm. a little bit better. Uh, ben Gordon. Yeah. Ben Gordon. Former yes. Bowl. Yeah. Ben Gordon's a great one. Yep. That's a really good one. I still remember. I think Drummond told the story this summer. He was like, yeah, UConn recruited me, but they didn't have a spot for me. Yeah, and I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Who was I'm, the guy that it was, they uh, had a contract for? Oh, I can't um, remember it. And it's on the tip of my tongue. Same. Oh, man. <laughs> I think it, DeAndre Daniels. I think, yes, I think it was, something I think it was like DeAndre, that. And De, DeAndre Daniels was a very oh. important very important piece to their 2014 yes. National Championship team. It's not like it was, yes, a, it's yes. not like, it's not like it was a scrub. <laughs> That was a weird one though for Drummond because he, he came in like August. He committed in August, uh, yeah. So like three months before the season, mm-hmm. um, and they were like, he he was like, yeah, they were gonna strip DeAndre Daniels, so, yeah, uh, yeah. whatever it's called, scholarship for me. I was like, nah, yeah. I'll pay but wait yeah. for a year, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, that's funny. That's funny. Well, yeah, Kemba's Kemba's the go-to. It's gotta be Kemba, yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, hey Jack, really appreciate you coming on the show today and yeah. talking some Adama Sonogo. Really enlightened us, brought a lot of great stuff, and he made me optimistic that heading into the year <laughs> that there's a path because they just don't have bigs, and maybe he'll, zero, and, and he'll he'll pass out on Drummond uh, potentially. Yeah, for sure. I, I like Sonogo. Like I said, I thought he was a guy the Celtics should go after too. I was surprised he went undrafted. Uh, I think winning is underrated, and I, I really think these these multi-year college guys need a, a better chance. I think people are still too obsessed with the one and dones. But uh, yeah, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it.